Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. If you're looking for a dull, feel-good religion, or clap your hands, sit around the campfire kumbaya, you've come to the wrong place. We are dealing with toxic levels of authentic masculinity. I would say good luck, but luck is for pagans. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here sitting with David Niles. And again, we have Dr. John Cutterback here in studio with us. If you did not get a chance to listen to last week's episode, go back, stop right now, go back, listen to that, and then come back and join us. Correct. This, that, that would be yes. the train of what you should be doing. Or you could. You could listen to them, this one first, if you wanted to, I suppose. Sure. But whatever. Thank you for coming and uh, it's all, out Everything's relative. Everything's relative. <laughs> Absolutely <Yeah>. everything. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There's a name for that. Um, you know, my buddy, I told him, it's like, hey, thanks for introducing me to minimalism. And he's like, it's the least I could do. Now there's a true friend. Yeah. <laughs> true friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks again for, for hanging out with us, Dr. John Cutterback. It's right. so much fun to have you here. Thank you so much. Very fun for me, too. Good. I'm glad whew, I'm glad he said that. Yeah. Okay, if so it wasn't fun, though, we were, still to. Gonna, we were still yeah. going <laughs> to. <laughs> so we talked about friendship uh, last episode, and we're going to talk about being intentional within the household. Dave and I have talked about this a little bit before on the, this idea. Actually, Father John, uh, Father John. Father O'Brien, Father Brian O'Brien talked about this at a pro-life rally that we were at, being intentional about being pro-life. Hmm. And he gave the example, uh, I'm not quoting him, but he, he gave the example of, you know, I would like to go to Ireland someday. I would like to do that. It's My, my family's from there. Uh, I would like to go back and see Ireland. But I'm not intending on going to Ireland. Mm-hmm. There's a, two totally different things. And if I was intentional about going to Ireland, I'd be setting aside money to go there. I'd be, you know, preparing what do I need to bring. Picking a date. Picking dates. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I, there's, a, a, there's a big difference in, in wanting to do something and intending on doing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think this is important because so much of modern life is automatic. Things happen mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, when, with our last child, we subscribed and saved on diapers on Amazon, saved a lot of money, and they would just show up every month. We would get more diapers in the mail. We didn't have to do anything. They would just come. And then the mm-hmm. sizes would get bigger, and well, maybe my wife had to switch that. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't do any of it. But, um, you know, life is, is much that way. Uh, the temperature just changes. You know, the house regulates itself, everything. So there's so much of life today that we don't even have to think about. And so I think it has a way of lulling us to mm. sleep in other ways where we're not being intentional when we should be, in areas mm-hmm. that we, st- we need to be that cannot be or shouldn't mm-hmm. be automated. Mm-hmm. 
Correct. Amen. And that's why we're, that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And the household is something that, particularly as men, we need to take responsibility for building. And you certainly wouldn't set about building a house if without doing a lot of study and planning yeah. to set everything in order that it goes right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a household is of incomparably greater value and importance. And do, do we plan? Right. Do we study? Do we figure out what we need to do to craft this, mm-hmm. to make this happen? And that, which is really at the center of our manhood, especially when, those of us who are married. And a, a lot of men are preparing to be married. And then even for the other manly vocations, there's a great analogy to this for them also. There's a basic aspect of manliness here that comes through. And so we're going to focus on on, on building and forging a household yeah. intentionally. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it, it applies in a certain way to all men. Mm-hmm. But talk about something that we're going to need to know what we're about. And so just to echo what you just said, I think what you said about what Father said is, is great. There's a great tradition. Intention is a very specific kind of way of setting your will upon something as to be achieved. And if you set your will upon it in that kind of way, you recognize that certain steps need to be taken, and you are uh, committing yourself already to do what it takes. Isn't the household worthy of that kind of intentionality? Hmm. Isn't our relationship with our spouse worthy of that kind of intentionality? Isn't it our duty? It is, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so when we say household, we're not really just meaning the house, but we're meaning more the family. The community, the community, and, and sometimes it can go beyond the nuclear family. Traditionally, it would, would often involve a little more, but I mean, basically, okay. yes, in the structure today, uh-huh. we, we are talking about the family as a community that lives together. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, this is our, and you could say this is the vocation. You know, if you're married, this is the whole reason you got married. Yes. Uh, I mean, obviously, to have a shared life with your spouse, and you know, there's uh, there's other things, but all of these things are ordered towards the household, towards the the family. And so um, I just think there's so many people out there, myself included, who have not really stopped to think about what should we be doing? Because um, in many ways, it's just like, well, this is what people do. And so, okay. And in the past, maybe that was okay when you had a good culture. You kind of talked about this last Mm -hmm. night, but today our culture is very terrible and toxic in many ways. And so right. if we just go along with it, we might find ourselves in a, in a bad place. So um, I think it's an important topic that we're, we're setting about. So let me ask you, Father Do- Dr. Cutterback, um, where does one start when considering the household? You know, let's say uh, someone is engaged right now, or um, let's just say someone's engaged. What is the first thing that a man should consider informing his household well i mean i mean you 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 start with the end and there's there's a lot to that now here as 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 christians we think in terms of the sacrament of matrimony mm-hmm. and what are the ends of the sacrament of matrimony and we want to picture what a flourishing household looks like i think that that's an important thing that we often don't stop to do what is it <laughs> visualize success 
visualize the flourishing of this community that is going to be, by the grace of God, in a primary way, my responsibility, of course, fully shared with our spouse, to bring about. Mm-hmm. What is it What is it that we're most of all going to be trying to achieve here? One thing that I love, just speaking on the natural level, is uh, Aristotle's insight into putting it this way. It's, it's going to be the flourishing of the relationships in the household. So here's a, here's a very concrete, practical way to begin. I am going to forge a fabulous relationship with my spouse. I am going to, if we are blessed with children, if we're not blessed with children, then there's, there's, there's other ways that we can try to have that household be fruitful and have that procreative aspect in any case. But hopefully we'll be blessed with children or be able to uh, adopt children. What, uh, what is my relationship? What are our relationship going to look like with our children? What does that fulsome life that we want to have uh, go like? Mm-hmm. That, I think, is a great place to begin. Excellent. Excellent. So in my own, we've only got a couple of minutes here left okay. or in this segment, but just thinking about my own household, everything comes into play. Um, and I kind of think about just the basic things, the way my furniture is arranged, um, the even the, the house I, you choose to buy. Um, but one thing that I've been thinking a lot about lately is just the way uh, my living room is set up. All the furniture is pointed towards the television, you know, because, of course, the TV these days is the Center is of- the central focal point of of the yeah. of the living room. And the living room is so symbolic for the family. You know, it's really the heart. It, it used to be everyone would gather around the fireplace and now everybody gathers around the television. Right. I've just been pondering this. Is this really the best situation for my family? Um, should should I make a change? Uh, and I haven't quite decided on what I, I feel like I'm going to make a change. I don't know what it is yet. Well, let's let's let, let's run with that for a moment. Let's 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 not connect. Let's connect that back to, to visualizing what we're trying to build here in in um, what we just did on friendship. Mm-hmm. We focused on how in friendship, the heart of it is sharing a life together. What kind of activities are we enacting together? How are we living together? Mm-hmm. This is very closely related to the notion of community in the household. The household is itself going to be most of all alive in certain kinds of activities. What goes on in our household? This is a, this is a super important question to ask because then it's going to give us a sense of what are we going to try to build in? What are we going to try to arrange things to empower? What are we going to try to set up the context for? Mm-hmm. Right? So the, I mean, you, you were at one a step further specificity. So let's just step back for just a moment and, okay. then, and then we'd be yeah. able to do that. But what, I mean, this is part of what does the flourishing household look like? Let me put it to you this way I think a household should be the place that every human person, first of all, learns what it means to be human, what it means to live a human life what it means to belong, what it means to live in healthy, life-giving relationships. But those must be lived out in a certain kind of way. What needs to be going on in our homes so that our children and us experience it that way? Let's begin with that. Okay. All right. So when we get back from this break, we're going to pick up right there. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan and Dr. John Cutterback. Just to stand on ceremony for a second, I'm drinking water today. Oh, yes. Uh, it looks like you're still nursing a coffee, but we do still have blueberries Yes, here do. on the table. Some really good blueberries. Mm-hmm. So Handpicked by my children. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer blueberries handpicked by children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They're more pure. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're so much cheaper, you know? <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but um, let's go back to the household. Uh, Dr. Cutback, we were just talking over the break about discussing very basic human activities, which is really the context for a household. Um, the per, the production per, over consumption. Yeah, I forget the the author you mentioned, but he was saying how. Well, why don't this, why don't you just take this take it from there? Wendell Berry. Yes, he has has written on uh, the the change that's gone about, and others have too in the household. And he emphasizes how it's gone from being a place of production to being a place fundamentally of just consumption. Mm-hmm. That has economic implications, but the implications that I'm particularly interested in here is what it means for the kind of activities that are done in the house. Not all activities are creative, created equal. There's certain activities that are particularly suited to joining us together. Quick example, um, my children and I would both say the memories that we particularly hold dear of our time in, in, in their growing up was when we slaughtered pigs together. And why? There's just something about a kind of primal work that gets you in touch with your own body, gets you in touch with the earth, and it gets you in touch with one another mm-hmm. in, in a richer kind of way than certain other works. Right. I'm not saying everyone needs to go out there and slaughter pigs, but what I'm, I'm saying here is there are just there's certain kinds of activities that are especially, I'm going to say human, especially suited to being enacted in community. And good work. I love the notion of, of good work. Not all work is created equal. Mm-hmm. There are there, there's, there's very natural work. There's a work that in, in, for most of history was the kind of work that would go on in households. Things are very much connected to the fundamental stuffs of life, the production of food, the preparation of food, mm-hmm. for instance, is, is a great example. In, in other such things, the making of clothing, these basic home arts, they, there's, there's a profoundly human element in them. There's an element in them that has a richness that brings people together. And just historically, what we can look at is now think about this. What goes on under our roofs now? Mm-hmm. This, it, it tends to, in certain ways, so many of our homes have just become a flop house. Okay, people, you know, they're, they're out at school. They're out at sports. They're out at work. They're out with their friends. And then, and then we come home, and I mean, I was going to say, and we eat together, but more and more, do we even eat together? Yeah. So what goes on? How is the household even a community anymore? Some people will look at this and just say, hey, that older model of the household, it's just, it's just passe. There's, there's, there's new patterns of living now. And I'm just going to, I just want to be that voice that's saying, there's something so precious that we can't lose. 
it's for whatever reason in, in God's great plan in the natural order, it's, it's very tied to being human. There's something in us that yearns to belong to this natural community of the household that Aristotle calls a daily community of life where you attend to the daily needs, daily bodily needs, daily spiritual needs, mm-hmm. daily emotional needs. And you need a context for that. The kind of things you mentioned in the last segment, the hearth. Can I tell you a really quick story? There's a great article. It's called A Cold Gray Glow. It's written by a man named Michael Eshleman. And he tells the story, incredibly powerful, of hills, homes in the hills of Tuscany in Italy, where he said the tradition, they always had a great tradition of the fire as being in the hearth, of being where people came around. And when you would be walking up to the home, you'd see that warm glow in the window. And he said that he remembers very specifically that time when the, the color of the glow started to change. It was the glow of the television. Hmm. And, and he said how then the household <coughs> started to have both a television and a fire. And, and, and it gets very poetic about how there was, there was kind of this fight for the death. Like hmm. both the television and the fire knew that only one or the other would be that around which people would gather. And we all know which one won, but what, what's the consequence? What's the, what's the meaning of that? There's a difference. What kind of activities actually bring you together? Picture the hearth, gather around the fire, people singing, people telling stories. It's multi-generational. Maybe they're doing handwork. Mm-hmm. There's is, eye contact. There's eye contact. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's deeply spiritual contact, maybe yeah. even in the context of doing other things. Can that be done in front of a television? I'm not going to say it can't. Yeah. But context, there is a difference. Experience shows there's a real difference. Mm-hmm. So we can focus what are the contexts we want to set up to preserve these basic human things. Yeah, hmm. I mean, and I, I totally agree with everything about that, and that's a, a interesting image about those two competing glows. The fire has a way of bringing people together. Into prox, I mean, like proximately. It does. Right, they're you know up right next to each other. The television has a way of isolating everybody. Even though you might be right next to each other, you are by yourself essentially watching television. They're watching, even though you're watching the same thing and you're doing it together, it's kind of like you might as well be doing it by yourself. You know, right. there, there's no communion. Uh, now, I agree, I am not against movie night, right. okay? I'm not either. But if you're going to do it, you should do it intentionally. Uh, you know, have yep. popcorn, um, almost make a ceremony out of it, and then have a discussion. You know, of course, everything everything we, should, everything we do should lead towards building community. Um, I just know when I was a bachelor... I would come home from work, eat dinner, and watch TV. It was the default. Right. It, you know, I, I didn't think about what I was doing. I was just going to turn it on and try to find something. I wasn't saying, oh, the game's on. I want to watch the game. Mm-hmm. It was just let me, you know, mindlessly entertain myself, um, which is that's what I want to try to get away from right. in my own house. Right. Um, but what think- are... Oh, go ahead. No. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, what are some of the other basic human activities that the the household should be uh flourishing causing to flourish let's let's let uh basic work Mm -hmm. leisure leisure and let's and and let's put in let's put in prayer 
Um, all, all of these are kind of unique categories that are deeply human and can bring people together and belong in an intimate way in the household. And, and, and here's the thing. After what I just said about the, you know, the, old, the hearth being the center of the home, we're not going to be able to simply, quote, go back. Just, well, I mean, one thing about this can be very frustrated. Well, okay, gosh, you know, when you ha- heated the house by that fire and, then, and, and you cooked there, then you just have that natural, obvious setup, and that was going to make it, make it work. But what are we supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. And I say, there's the right question. Exactly. Let's ask it, and let's be intentional. Th- this is our place. We can do it. This is not about whining and crying over spilt milk. Let's let's be active. I don't want to say proactive, overused. Let's be active mm-hmm. about about figuring out what how we're going to try to set particularly as particularly as parents. And by the way, this is this those that are not in actual family households but are in the bachelor pad, they should be intentional too. They're preparing for a fuller kind of household in some form or fashion. Let's let's talk about how there we can let, let's try to room with people where they're, they're looking for something richer. We can have that kind of richness there too. Let's more often again, movie night sometimes great. But let's 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 do the richer kind of things. Let's let's listen to great music together. Let's make music together. Mm. Let's read a story out loud. Let's each choose our favorite poem. This this isn't you know, frillery here. This is these are deeply human things, which experience shows bring us alive and bring us together. And so we need to be creative. There's different ways. There's not any exact formula, but in any case, to be asking the right question: How are we going to do that in our households? How are we going to make our living room a place that people want to be? And when they come in there, they feel welcome, and life is happening. Mm-hmm. How can we make the kitchen be a place of that, as, as a place of the home arts, right? Mm-hmm. Food, how it's prepared, how it's served, how it's eaten, what we do at the table. This, th- these are very concrete things that we can be intentional about and figure out this as let's, let's bring it alive. This is where life is happening. Yeah. I think a lot of times the reason why we're not intentional about it is a lack of uh, family traditions these days mm-hmm. and rituals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids thrive on consistency and like here's what our here's what our plans are. Here's what we do on this day. Here's what Amen. we do. Uh, you know, after dinner we pray together. Or we get, gather around the fire. We do something like that. It seems like that families today don't have family tradition. If I asked, let me ask you this: If you asked, uh, you took your classroom and you pulled your classroom and asked, what's some name name me three family traditions? Do you think they could right. have? Three family th- traditions. Right. No. I, I. I. think you're spot on on how we, we have a real weakness there. But great point. Here's. But here, here's. Here's an encouraging counterpoint mm-hmm. or how this can be addressed. Another thing, though, I notice about especially young children. Do something. Do something once. Let's just say it's. It's an Easter thing. You know, this Easter we're going to this. Do it the next Easter. As far as children are concerned, it's been going on their whole life. Right. The Easter after that, they're going to be, Daddy, Daddy, this, this is where we this, right? Yeah. And so, you know, there's hope there. You can begin again. Right. And, and, and you and your wife can decide, we're going to do this. And if you're excited about it, they're going to be excited about it. Totally. Period. Totally. Right. When we get back, we're going we're gonna to talk about the Lord's Day. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
Welcome well, back to the Catholic Man Show. Oh, sorry. I think that was my turn. Yeah. I'm just, is this third segment one? This is th- this is number three. Yes, this would be my turn Go ahead, to welcome Adam. everybody Go ahead. back to the Catholic Man Show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't count. <laughs> We're here with Dr. John Cutterback talking about being intentional Catholics. Speaking of traditions. Yes, I know. You were just... This is one right here. All right. Sorry. I always bring us in on the third segment. That's that's how we do you got to respect that. Mia culpa, mia culpa, mia culpa. We forgive you. Yeah. So as fathers, I think that it's important that we uh, in- make sure that we instill Sundays differently than, than the other days of the week. You know, God the Father uh, took the seventh day for rest, and he didn't do it because he needed the rest. And it's not like he was tired. He, he wasn't tired. Mm-hmm. But he did that to show us this is to give us th- that day of, yeah. of rest, that day of leisure. He did it for mm-hmm. our sake. For our sake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To to replicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's very important to talk about how are we intentionally making Sunday the Lord's day, yeah. a day of rest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of guys try to say, yeah, I do it because you know why? I take my kids to, sun- to Mass every Sunday. But you have to ask, I think that we have to ask the which question. Which is good. Which is good. That, yeah. is not, that, is a, that is a good, but I think we have to ask the question, are we centering Sunday around Mass or is Mass just part of how we the, the, a checkbox that we or a box that we check mm-hmm. to make sure that we we do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that it's important that we talk about Amen. the intentionality of living mm-hmm. the Lord's day correctly. Well, let's, uh, great. Let's connect that to what we were already doing by saying we're focusing on a household as a daily community where certain kind of activities really bring us to life together, and we name different kinds of activities. In God's providence, the one that probably is, is, is most dominant time-wise, but still, of course, should be sanctified, is, is work. But, you know, there's six days in which to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, then there's leisure, which is closely connected to, but can be distinguished from also prayer. Mm-hmm. And Sunday is going to be a day, especially, now there should be some leisure, some prayer, of course, in all the days. But Sunday is, is, is the day where leisure and prayer come to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And so we start to talk about traditions, how we have to find ways to, to, to kind of arrange things, to have the context for these things to, to happen. And so let's think about how can we have Sunday be a special day where those aspects of life especially come out. Well, let me, let me quickly share, if I may, um, something that I remember when I first read it in St. Thomas Aquinas, I was I was so stunned. I just this is just this is this so fires the imagination. He says Sunday is a day where we begin to do now what we are called to do forever in heaven. Hmm. And so it wow. is literally to be an image of heaven on earth in our week, every week. Hmm. So the, incred- the incredible power of this, I think, is it's God is so good in, in how he does these things for us. It's that weekly reminder of what it means to be human, of what we are made for, where we set us and realize work will pass away. Yeah. It has its purpose, mm-hmm. but work will pass away. Resting in the Lord is what we are made for. 
And so it's so it's an incredibly, incredibly this powerful way to teach our children, for instance, and ourselves. This is not always just talking about our children, right? But it, it, to, to remind ourselves literally who we are and what is life about. So think what's at stake, what the danger is if we if we, I, I, I think of, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure people weren't meaning perhaps to be evil. I remember years ago wa- watching a commercial where, I'm not, I mean, not going to name the company. It was a delivery company. And it, it, it showed an image of a delivery truck pulling up in, in, in a sleepy town where it was Sunday. And clearly, you know, people were just kind of sitting on their porches. And then a, a delivery truck comes roaring up, puts a package out and moves on. And, and, then, and then the line was something like, because we work on Sundays, too. And, and this was supposed to, you know, be a giving We're supposed us a to be positive happy about image. this. Right, right, yeah. Right, because, because there's so much to do, right? I mean, what our, our culture doesn't realize is, I mean, this is a fundamental negation right. of, of our identity, mm-hmm. Sunday is about who we are, living who we are, recognizing it, and passing it on to others. And so we need to come. And so, all right. So, so that that that's the fundamental thing. I mean, it's not incredibly exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're doing it the right way. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it, so there, there's the foundation. They say, all right. Well, then, how, how are we going to work this out? It gives us a new a new approach on mass. I mean, look. We, uh, we're all te- well. I'm tempted. I won't speak for everyone else. I'm certainly tempted at times. Just okay. Let, let me just you know find a mask that's going to be convenient, so I can. You know, I'm tired, and, and 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 we can be tempted towards the the rest aspect in just the. Can I take a nap, please? Right. That's that's as, as Joseph Pieper, one of your stars, said. This is a great one. There's resting from, and there's resting in. I mean, mm. again, I mean, talk about a distinction. It, and, and both are rest, but resting in is, is what life is about. Life is not about rest in the sense of I'm going to take a nap. Taking a nap is resting from your labors. Resting in, like on the human level, is enjoying the gaze of your beloved or just playing a game with, with, with your children. We're just resting in the presence of one another. We're reading this story out loud together and we're just reveling in being together and feeling that we are at one, right? This is, and then of course, go spiritual, resting in the Lord, contemplation, right? Feeding on his word, right? So Sunday's the day where, where we turn to those things and, you know, so a primacy of the liturgy of the Eucharist, and then, of course, a primacy of 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 the Word of God. Do we just do we just take a, a little slice of time? It's, it's not easy, but then, but again, if we're intentional, we can do a little slice of time, where we where we where we read a parable. What I I mean I, I wish I had done this more. When I think of one one thing that we we would do, is read a parable out loud, like Good Samaritan, and then have, have the children. Hey, you all want to now that we've read it, you all want to act that out. You know, in a certain age, I was like, hmm. "Yeah, I mean, let's let's let you know, just again, be creative, different things." But you know, you know, we're not going to do that, you know, on a, on on a Thursday afternoon, right? But on a Sunday afternoon, we're resting in the Lord and we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. So I uh, one day was driving, turned on Catholic radio, and so I picked up on this story kind of in the middle. I don't remember who the priest was that was telling the story, but he was saying. I think when he was a seminarian, he went to stay with this 
family who they were farmers and he was there for a while except maybe for the summer and he was talking about how they would do all of their work and on Saturday it was kind of crazy because they were they would have to get all of the work done for Saturday and Sunday yeah. and so they would have this yep. you know Saturday would just be a long day but then on Sunday they would do no work and it was yep. all about just being together and it, just the beauty in the way that he was telling yeah. the way this family lived it was like all right i'm buying a farm and you know it's <laughs> like it it's so when you see it done well it just yeah. resonates yeah. inside of you it's like yes this is the way it's supposed exactly. to be exactly it makes it makes your heart sore just to just to think about that do you remember the song uh, high cotton by alabama there's a line that says sometimes i think how long it's been and how it impressed me then no it, that began with Sunday when Sunday mornings rolled around, we dressed up in hand-me-downs just in time to gather with the church. Sometimes, uh, I, don't know, I just said, how long it's been and how it impressed me then, it was the only day my daddy wouldn't work. Huh. And, and, and when you, you just think, I mean, th- this, this was part of the f- fiber of who they are, mm-hmm. right? But they're not working for a reason. It's not because they're tired. Right. Because these men would work even if they were tired. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not working because it's time for something else. Right, something more important. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. we don't rest so that we can work. We work so that we can rest because that's really what, I mean, what's, what exactly. it's all ordered towards. Rest in. Right, right. and that's why we say rest in peace. Yes. When somebody passes away because yes. we're supposed to rest yes. in the Lord in yes. heaven. Amen. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there are a couple practical things. My wife is way better at this than me, but um, as in a lot of things. Oh yeah, most things. Yeah. Um, but she helped teach. She does not go to the store on Sunday mm-hmm. because when you go to the store on Sunday, now you're requiring someone else to be working on Sunday mm-hmm. for you to be there at the store. Um, and they're occasionally like, oh well, we need something, so we'll just go anyway. You know, we tried, but. And, but she's a stickler. She'll say, no. we don't really need it. And no. I'll think, yeah, but I want it. <laughs> right. But she's right. right, and so we don't go. Um, and just little stuff like that, yeah. I think that you can adopt. Um, Absolutely. One of the things that we do right after Mass is we have we go over to my parents' house, who lives only a mile away, mm-hmm. and my, my parents cook a big breakfast. And we just sit down at the table, and our kids you know, talk to the grandparents and talk, tell them all about the week and what they're planning on doing and how vacation Bible school was and how homeschooling. I mean, and but it just gives us the opportunity to sit down together and we do yep. it every Sunday. Yeah, you know, that's that, what a that gift. is what we do. What a mm-hmm. gift! Here's something that I would recommend to anyone who is getting ready for marriage, is newly married. Decide now. Start treating Sunday that way even before you have children. Yeah. Sit down with one another. Stay at the table. Read out loud scripture or other great stories in the afternoon. And then as the children come, you invite them in to your Sunday joy. It, it, will, it will make them come alive. They will be so grateful. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan and Dr. John Cutterback. You're bringing us in because we observe the, tradition. The last, the last segment, right. Yes. It's what I do. Sometimes I do more than that. Rarely. Uh, if, you're like, if you're enjoying this conversation and you think, wow, this Dr. John Cutterback guy, he has, he has, he's smart. Maybe I could find more of his stuff. You can go to baconfromacorns.com. That is his website, and you can find all things Cutterback there. Um, you're going to be yep. launching a new website soon, so I am. they can go I, there to sign up I, I am. to get I, notified. I, I am. It's, my, it's where I try to live out my passion to, to try to take the, the insights of an ancient wisdom that is so relevant today and just to think together mm-hmm. about how we can live that out in today's world. Yeah. And the fact that you have a website shows and proves you're not, you don't hate technology. I do not hate it. In general. But we, we certainly need to tame it. Yes. And, the, and that's going to be a key thing we need to talk about. Of all places where we need to tame technology for the sake of human happiness and human life is in our household. It'd be but, better if we just text everybody, though, I think. Like, we're, I think we should do the show via text message. Well, from now on, I think that would be better. Sometimes, sometimes, no, I'm just ignoring him. I, um, I do that often. The, the, I feel, sometimes I know. it's just the right answer. Yes, um, I do that we very can often. Use, it's just the right answer. We can use technology at times to overcome some of the problems that technology itself has caused. Yeah. So we, we have to be wily. We yeah. have to be sly as foxes. It's, we're not allergic to technology, and we, and we recognize when it has a use. But, but always, we need to be super reflective. So let's just begin right there, being intentional in our household. I, we need to turn that critical eye. Any technology at all, any social media platform, in, 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 in any hardware, any software, we should be asking ourselves, what effect will this have on the life of our home? Mm-hmm. Not just, hey, will the kids enjoy this? Will we have a good time? Will this make our life a little easier? Yeah. Those are not illegitimate questions, but let's be frank. They're not the right questions because they will lead often to the wrong answer. And experience has now made this very clear. The great book by Sherry Turkle called Reclaiming Conversation. I mean, it's all documented now of how the use of the communication technologies that we've been using are threatening us in our human ability to be present and to be commu- communicate with people right. on a fundamental level. And that's just one part of this. This it the home is the flashpoint. The home is where the technologies are often precisely the death knell. It's it's the stake in the heart of the whatever the activities were where there was leisure now we just consume entertainment mm-hmm. where we knew where where families would sing around the piano now they're now they're now 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 they're flipping on the pop station right right where we'd put on a little play together ourselves again we're 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 we're, we're playing a video game and 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 there's a difference this isn't about being scrupulous this is about preserving things that make us come alive yeah right so we we, we i mean right there to begin with that any technology, any, any kind, right down to including, honestly, what, what um, hardware you're going to have in the kitchen. There are certain things in the preparation of food that you might just say, you know, 
maybe we will actually still just cut those carrots by hand. I'm not saying that that has to be so, but I mean, different people will come up with different things. But mm-hmm. but work of preparing food can be can be one, a very rich and meaningful experience. I know one family that decided I, we don't do this, but decided not to get a uh, an automatic dishwasher, hmm. so that they knew that they would, and they just decided we're going to always get together and wash the dishes together. Yeah, there, great way to be together, kind of wrap up the conversations of the meal. Mm-hmm. This isn't saying that the automatic dishwasher is itself. Uh, evil or a problem right but this is being intentional about maybe certain of these technologies we use but then we make some choices to exclude these to say no to certain things to open up a space where, where, where is this being done we need to do it in our in, in our home, own homes schools have been completely taken over by technology yeah so in, in, in our homes the walls of our homes have become so permeable What goes on in our home has become so much determined by what's for sale at Walmart. And we find ourselves just going out and just getting the next device like everybody else. Yep. And we have so many people that are addicted to, as we know, what's going on on their phone, on playing video games, and labor-saving devices. So we're losing both leisure and a lot of rich work. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. So let me ask you about food, because you mentioned that. Um, what root, you know, we're forming an intentional household. We're creating our domicile on purpose. What role does food play? Because I think, oh, you know, we might think, oh, well, you just have to eat, you know, to keep on living. And today you can eat, you know, you can have order Uber Eats, you know, any restaurant in town. It'll show yep. up. Yep. Costs a lot of money, but, you know, it's just money. I love. Uh, I, I asked my students uh, at one point, "What would be lost to human life if we had the technology to make a super pill, a super pill that you take three times a day, that would give you all of the bodily nutrition that you need?" Hmm. Just let, let's be philosophical here and ask yourself, what would be lost to human life? Would we say, oh, that, that, that's great. Now I'll be freed up to go do the other things that I want to do. Right, yeah. I mean, so often we think about that, about technology. Oh, good, then I'll be freed up to such and such. Right. And then what have we, in fact, become freed? No, now you're what, enslaved to that thing. What then yeah. do we do, right? So, so there's, there's, let's, let's, ter- let's cast a new glance at eating, okay. at, at the different aspects of it. Think of there's the production of food, mm-hmm. there's the preparation of food, there's the serving of the food, the eating of the food, and then that's what comes afterwards. Traditionally, there's, there are different arts that, that, that deal with each of those wants. And, may, and, and most all of those were done in the traditional household. We might not be able to do that, I'm not suggesting that we do, but it might be. But let's, again, be intentional and choose. Do we decide in, in this household to raise some of the food? I mean, there's such joy. I mean, I, I can't speak highly enough of having a garden, mm-hmm. right? And how it makes you and your children come alive. Not everyone can do that. It's not, not absolutely for everybody. Okay, so let's say a wonderful thing to think about doing in our intentionality, but right, let's, if we can't do that. How about then the arts of cooking? Right, the thing about the various kinds of technologies have have tended to remove the art of cooking, 
grilling, so forth, in, in yeah. the household. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so maybe we maybe we can do that. And even the arts surrounding how we serve food and what we do at our table and the manners and the etiquette and the traditions of what we do there. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, how's this connect to technology? Of course, we need to not have certain technologies in the room. Again, to carve out the space of that kind of almost sacred with a small S, right? the sacred space of the table. Right. We are present to one another. We are not present to other people. Uh, the, 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 you know, our, our, our phones take us away. Right? But, but for us to think about those things, I'm just, I'm just throwing out, and I'm just kind of going bull of fire, just, just different kinds of things we could think about of those different aspects of yeah. eating. Yeah, people expect you to turn your phone off for the movie. They should expect have that. I think we should have that same expectation for a meal, uh, because it ruins the conversation yeah. in the same way it ruins the experience of the movie. The conversation, though, is maybe more. It is more important. It's a. It's a better. It's a higher right. good than right. watching the movie. So we should apply those same rules. Yep. Yep. I mean. Yep. No phones at the table. That should be a rule. I. I, I think so. I agree. I think so. I mean, that seems like a pretty easy rule. So look, I, I know I know we have to wrap up here. But I just say in conclusion, conclusion, let's not be overwhelmed by thinking, oh, oh my gosh, look at all these different things we talked about. And there's so many different things we have to say no to, and these that we have to say yes to. Let's take a deep breath. We can do this. Let's keep the end in sight. This is for the sake of restoring the life that we were made for simple human good things on the natural level that are deeply connected to the supernatural too and integrate in with them very well. Let's just begin by making certain resolutions. Let's not be overwhelmed. To begin with, we're just going to do X and Y on Sunday. Mm -hmm. We're going to begin there and let it radiate out into the week. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or let's go to the realm of food. In any case, we're going to choose to do this. Whatever that this is, is it is it in growing some? Is it in how we make it? Is it in how we how we eat together? Mm-hmm. Just just begin with that. The, these different areas that we can we can reclaim, and we can and we can come alive in. Yeah, that's good advice. Start small. You don't try to do this all at once. Start when I think you're right. Start with Sunday because it would be prudent to do it all at once. Your family could not be ready for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So start with Sunday. Try to develop some good traditions. If you don't have any, make some up. Uh, you know, just think of something you can all do together uh, that, I mean, obviously you have to go to Mass, definitely yep. going to Mass, but um, maybe after this, if you could tell the story, because we're about, the episode's about to end, but for the podcast, maybe you could tell the story of the wood splitter, just because I think it's such a good story, oh, if okay. you don't mind. Sure, I'd love to. Um, so if you're on the, if you're listening to us on the radio, go subscribe to our podcast mm-hmm. so you can hear the story of the wood splitter. Um, just because when I heard you speak a couple years ago, that really made a lot of things clear for me. We can do this. All right. These things are in our power. We yes. can change our homes. I, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's great been, to be with you. It's a pleasure to have you. It's been a real pleasure you. for me, too. Thanks so much. All right. Baconsfromacorns.com is where you want to go. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus.